Hey gorgeous, you are listening to the Live Courageously podcast, a show created just for you, the aspiring woman who's ready to take action and step into her courageous life. I'm your host, Nicole Coker, and my mission is to leave you feeling empowered to pursue your wildest dreams and equip you with the tools you need to live courageously. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Live Courageously. I am so excited because today I have the one, the only, Gina Mellis. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am so excited, um, especially about this interview because I have been able to connect with you on a different level, even though you may not even know it, um, but it's just been so amazing to see you and thrive at Miss USA. And I cannot wait to kind of share a little bit about Miss USA, about some of the re- things that you've been doing in Miss, as Miss USA or Miss U- New Jersey USA. I'm already calling you Miss USA because you were my- That's fine, I'll take it. <laughs> you really were whenever- um, <laughs> just so everybody out there kind of knows how we kind of got connected. So I was, I'm in pageantry. I'm a pageant um, girl and you know, Miss USA is like almost like the Miss universe of pageantry when it comes to USA. Um, And I found the Instagram stories that Miss USA was putting on and all the title holders were coming and being a part of it. And I hadn't watched any of them before this, but this one particular day, I'm sure God was like, you're going to watch this Miss USA story today. Um, and it happened to be Gina on there talking about her story of how she has been through relationship abuse. Um, and I immediately connected with her because you already, you guys already know, I've already told my story about how I was in that six year relationship and it was hard. And just seeing Gina uh, shine on a different level, being able to share that story and tell everyone what they can do to help get through situations like that. Um, is just so inspiring. So that is how I was like, you know what? I got to talk to Gina. I've got to have her <laughs> on. Um, so I'm so thankful that you're here and you've made the time to talk to little old me. <laughs> of course, of course. And I'm so happy you said that. You're so right. I feel like God really does put the right people in your path when you need it. So I love to hear that. Yes. So now that we're kind of talking about how you are the Miss New Jersey USA, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved yeah, in pageantry um, and how that journey has been like for you? Yes. Yeah, so I got into pageantry really organically, kind of similar to your story. I did not grow up in the pageant system. I was such a tomboy. I played basketball, volleyball, like pretty much every sport in the book my mom had to sign me up for. And um, I was in high school and the captain of my volleyball team, Christina Thompson, she won Miss New Jersey Teen USA. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like I had never heard of pageant before. Like we don't do that in Jersey. That is like not how we do things. So I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I had always admired her. She was passionate. She had goals. She was like, every she was the girl that like everyone wanted to be best friends with and um she was an incredible role model so I was like I kind of want to do this like I don't know what it is but let me dip my toes in the water and my first pageant ever was Miss New Jersey Teen USA and I got third runner up and you would think I would be so excited I was so happy no I was like I need to win this so the next day the day after I got third runner up I signed up 
for the next year. And I ended up Miss New Jersey, Teen USA. And I had so much fun. It was so cool. Um, I loved my Miss. Jessie Lynn Palumbo was Miss New Jersey that year. And we got to go to Miss USA in Vegas. And Teen USA was in Vegas. And it was just so cool. I really like grew up fast and learned a lot but I had gotten into my abusive relationship about the same time that I had my title. So it was kind of like living that double life of being like super glamorous on the outside and having this title and being like a little role model to younger girls. But behind closed doors, I was going through so many things that I didn't even know how to process as a 17 year old girl. Um, So fast forward, I guess, four or five years later, I was like, I want to compete for Miss and I know what I want to bring to the table. And this is it. I had healed. I went through a lot. Um, I shared my story and I wanted to do it in a way that I could basically serve as an example for girls like us. You know, there's not enough girls that are positive role models in this space that, you know, aren't whether they're like fashion moguls or they're out like I needed, I wanted to be a role model for girls in our situation. I ended up winning Miss New Jersey on my first freaking try, which I was like, what? I was like, I'll just start now. So like maybe by the time I'm 28, it'll work out. I'll time it perfectly. And I won at 20, 20 years old. So uh, yeah, Miss USA at 21, check. And now on to taking over the world. (laughs) Whenever I've seen you tell the story before about how you didn't have this, I guess, the natural way that people start pageants when they started when they're like four years old. Um, and yeah. I, it was like me too. I was also the tomboy. I actually played football in the eighth grade. No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I'm, I'm trying out for the all boys football team. So I did. And I played for that year. It was crazy. And yeah, you grow. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so I did softball. I did volleyball. Like that was my thing. Um, and then I got into college and I had started on the club softball team in, at Clemson University. And mm-hmm. it was just a lot because you go into college and I was doing architecture. That's what I have my degree in. And it was tough. There was just so much you had to do all the time. And then there was just so many girls on the team. And it was just like, I was struggling a lot. Um, so I was like, I, I need to let go of this dream I had, I was like, I'm going to play softball in college. I am because I'd played since I was four. So that was like my thing. But seeing how all that was going to work out and just, I wasn't comfortable with myself enough to feel confident that I could do softball. Like, I don't know what it was, but I thought that I sucked completely. I had played (laughs) all my life. So it wasn't like I was new to it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was just so, I lacked so much confidence at that level. It was crazy. But when I was 14 is whenever I got into my relationship and it was kind of crazy because it started at the end of my eighth grade. Yeah. So young. And you don't know anything at that point. You're just like, oh, somebody loves me. Yeah. Like, this is great. Um, And you just kind of let things go when things happen in the relationship. And it took a toll on me because I ended up being so dependent on him for happiness that I wasn't able to make that decision to be on my own. Um, and that carried into college and it was, I'm so glad that God put this job in front of me. So the job that I had in college, my sophomore year was a resident assistant 
And with mm-hmm. that, you have all of your like RA friends. And I had like 20 friends all of a sudden in my first year, I had like one. Um, so it was really great to have these like-minded people who had open minds, who are ready to support you no matter what you were going through. And that's what I needed in my life. And that's how I had the courage to leave that situation. Um, so it's just so inspiring to see there's someone that was kind of on the same wavelength as me in terms of yeah. like growing up finding pageantry and then was able to get out of that relationship and having a voice to say, Hey girls, like this is real. Like you might not think it is, but it really, really is. So I'm so excited that you were able to share that story on the Miss USA level. That's insane. Crazy. (laughs) I I distinctly remember um, because the venue was so small at Miss USA when I was called first into tops. 20, 16, was it top 16? Top I don't even know. Yeah. But I lost it. I was like, oh my God. So I go over <laughs> to stand on the stage, right? And the way the stage was shaped, it was shaped almost like um, like an L. Yeah. So standing on the L. And I could see like my UCAP, which is the video that they play when you enter the top 16. I could see it. I could watch it be played and I could see my mom in the audience at the same time. And my mom knew like my goal at Miss USA was I wanted to tell my story on that stage because it's amazing telling it on my Miss New Jersey level, but to have millions of people watch you while you tell this, this was like what I wanted. And so I could stand there and I could watch my video and I was talking about what I've been through, what I do now and um, my process and I could see my mom and I looked over and I literally mouthed to her I'm like we did it because that's what I wanted so I'm so happy that you picked up on that because that was I just got chills that was just like my goal at Miss USA you know so I'm really happy that I was able to do that and that it resonated with you yes when I saw well first of all I was rooting for you as soon as I saw you on that Instagram story (laughs) I was like that's the next Miss USA nobody <laughs> everybody else I love you guys too but Gina Gina happened you know and when you got called first I was like ready with my um camera for Instagram and I was like oh gosh oh, and you were the first one called and I was like I lost it too I was like oh my gosh so I was not like, expecting that I was like <laughs> okay maybe like maybe like towards the end you know they're gonna play a little funny business with us you know no nope. first I was like, all right let's do it you wanna go <laughs> Yeah, and that the recap of your story, I was just like, man, God, this girl, it has to make it farther. <laughs> of course, okay, then we get to top 10. And mm. I was freaking out. I was like, please, please let her get in. And then they called you last for top 10. I was like, y'all doing too much. I can't handle They're it. They're really trying to give us a heart attack, really. <laughs> like, I was like, are you kidding? First and then last? But it was so, it was so much fun. I had a blast. Like, I wish I could bottle up that feeling and like, just take it everywhere with me. Cause it was, it was a lot of fun. So awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed watching you just literally slay the stage. I, to me, I don't know what it is, but when I see people at Miss USA, like the Miss New Jersey USA, the Miss South Carolina USA, I just see them as this like I don't know. I feel like you're way older than me in years, but really I'm 23. And I, when you say that you're like 21 years old, I'm like, how? I just don't understand. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's all the makeup lessons and the hair extensions. I feel like that adds a few years to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just insane to like, I, I don't know why I see it as this like unobtainable mm-hmm. thing for some reason, because it's so big, it's so massive. This is a huge, huge platform. And I'm just like, whoa, like they are. I still it see it like that. I literally still see it like that. I swear I'm still going to watch Miss USA every year and be like, oh my God, like I love them. I don't think it will ever, ever click that I did that. It's yeah. just, it's so crazy. So I totally get where you're coming from because I'm still the little girl that like watches Miss Universe. And I'm like, oh my God, look at that. <laughs> it's so crazy. Even last year, I won tickets to Miss Universe and being there yeah it was crazy and like, I didn't even get to go to that oh girl <laughs> you go girl yes I'm very thankful because it was a friend of mine we both entered into the drawing um mm-hmm. my friend was the one who actually won she was like I want to take you let's go and I was like you love me that much to take me to oh. the universe <laughs> that's a good friend right there yeah, exactly and we actually met my very first year I won my title of USA National Miss South Carolina and that was my first ever title and her and her mom kind of just like took me in because they've done pageantry for a while um, yeah. really I was like blind I didn't know what the heck I was doing um so they kind of took me under their wing and ever since then we've been so close and I'm so thankful because now I've say I can say I've been to Miss Universe <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. I haven't even been there. So good for you. (laughs) (laughs) But just seeing them, the the women up on stage and then going back and you hear their stories and then you realize that they're like your age and you're like, Whoa, what am I? And normal people. Yeah. Yeah. They're just really women trying to push forward initiatives that they care about. And, um, it's just incredible. The platform that Miss Universe gives us, Miss USA gives us, um, to be able to do that. So I'm really grateful for that for sure. Yes. And I know for sure that you've impacted millions across the world. Um, and I'm so thankful that this is your story that you were telling because, um, there's girls like me for so long. If I was still in the situation that I was in and then seeing that and noticing, wow, there is other people in this world struggling with that. Um, cause I had my first patent title, just like you had when you were in that relationship. Um, and at one point it was like this big thing. He was excited that I was in South Carolina. Like he was like, Oh, my girlfriend's in South Carolina, like saying that I was his property. Like, yeah, um, I have the best girlfriend out there kind of thing. Um, and then when I tried to continue in pageantry and he realized that it was about volunteerism, it's about speaking up. It's about all of that. He didn't like it so much anymore. So he actually hated the fact that I was doing pageantry. And during my first nationals ever, it, there was actually a phone call that I had from him because it's busy. Like you're at a week long pageant. You have things to do. You have people to talk to. I mean, it's not yeah. like you're just sitting around at the hotel until the competition at the end of the week. And it was terrible. He called me and like was telling me all these terrible things about myself. And it's just so crazy to think that you have this pageant title, you have this sashness crown and you're going to rehearsals and whatever else but then on the inside like you're really struggling with something yeah um so when you talked about that earlier I was like wow I had that same exact experience um Mm -hmm. and then throughout my pageant year so far like I've seen other girls be in that same situation as a matter of fact Miss Pennsylvania that was sitting next to me that same year she also had been through a really long relationship and was talking about how she had to go through it um and I was still in it so it was just crazy to think that we have so many things going on on the inside that nobody sees. And I love how we're able to use pageantry to get that message out there and show people, Hey, yeah, just yeah. because I'm Miss New Jersey to say, just because I'm in South Carolina doesn't mean that I haven't struggled with things in my life. 
I love that so much. It's so, it's so true. And um, I know you know this so well, but I say this every time I do an interview, a podcast, one in three women will experience relationship abuse in their lifetime. One in three. That is so uh, like unfathomable to me how common that is, but not how common it's talked about. So that's why I'm so happy that we get to have these conversations and that I have kind of kicked that door open to have them because one in three is insane. And one in four men, no one talk, no one talks no, about that because no most of the time when we think about relationship abuse, we think about domestic violence, we're trained to think it's physical abuse, but most of the time it doesn't happen with men. It's most of the time emotional, but we're not trained to think that way. So yeah. having these conversations and really talking about how real it is on a daily basis for regular people is so, so important. So I think that that's so true. And it just goes to show you, you, Miss Pennsylvania, me, Miss New Jersey, you know, we're, we're normal people. But now once you give us a crown and sash, you give normal people the platform to talk about things, you know, you give them the 20,000 followers, or you give them the 10,000 followers, you give them the sponsors, all these things, you're uplifting these, these experiences and these voices that we have. So I love that we get to use pageantry to do that. Yes, exactly. And I'm so thankful for all of that. And then the connections that you make through pageantry. If I hadn't seen you tell your story and get connected with One Love, I wouldn't be doing the things that I am now to get reconnected because I was trying to a couple years ago. Um, and going back to the statistics of this, um, one in three women, one in four men. And, you know, I have always, of course, I was the one in the relationship and I was the one being um, abused in different ways. And the other day, Jalisa actually went on the Instagram live and had a conversation with a male about his experience with relationship abuse and just sitting back and listening to the things that he had to go through, the manipulation and like all of that, that you just don't think from outside yeah. looking in that a guy would go through that, but there is people out in this world who have, and it's just crazy yeah. to think about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. When, and, and once you kind of, you're able to identify it, you see it so much more commonly in yes. your friendships and who they're dating. Like I could name off the back of my hands, maybe four or five relationships. And I'm like, I know that's not healthy. And you know, I know, and you know who I am, <laughs> what I do. So when you're ready, come talk to me. Um, but it's definitely hard in that situation too, you know, being the friend and being the outsider and having gone through what you've gone through and now teaching workshops and educating yourself because no one's perfect. No relationship is, you know, perfect all the time, but we have to strive for those healthy behaviors. And when the unhealthy ones come out more commonly, it's really important for us to be able to identify that and put a stop to that. So I'm happy that like we can have those conversations, but for sure it's, it's wild once you're able to identify it, how common it happens literally within your own little circle. And it's also crazy. I've noticed a lot more now that I know the signs and um, I know exactly what they are because some of them are also, you don't really know what they are until you dive into it. Um, mm -hmm. In movies and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, okay, girl, you need to distance yourself a little bit from yeah. that or vice versa. And it's just kind of crazy. You just see it everywhere and you're like, I know what's going on. Like you just feel like the sensation of like, I know, yeah. I know exactly what you're going through and I will help you in any way that you possibly can. You know what I mean? 
So thank you for being that light to people as well. So now that we're kind of into all of that, tell us a little bit about your impact that you've been able to make with as Miss New Jersey USA for relate or advocating against relationship abuse. <laughs> um, it's so crazy because I, um, I knew I wanted to leave a legacy as Miss New Jersey. You know, like I said, I had my experience as Miss New Jersey Team USA and like I did all the fun photo shoots. I had all the glam. I traveled. I did appearances and all this stuff. So like I had that under my belt and I was crowned last November. So it was before the pandemic and I I, I still had this goal. Like my goal from the beginning was, okay, I want to share my story. I want to leave a legacy. I want people to know me for this. So then when the pandemic hit in the end of February, so I was pretty much just getting situated with my title because I was still in school. So um, I was the senior and basically I got crowned the end of November. So you go through the holidays. I went back to school. I was just getting situated. I did one appearance, literally one, and then the <laughs> pandemic hit and I'm like, oh my goodness, what now? So um, I remember sitting at home and like having a conversation with my mom and I'm like, mom, I know I want to leave this legacy. Like, what can I do? I can't go out. I can't, you know, have appearances. I can't do speaking engagements and going to galas and tell my story. Like, what can I do? And um, it hit me. I'm like, what can't I do from the inside of these four walls? Like we have all of the technology. I have all the resources. Like all I have to do is dig down and figure out how to get it out. And um, I started noticing that domestic violence statistics rose 35% because of the yeah. pandemic and everyone um, was at home with their abusers, stuck at home yeah. with their families and things were just kind of hitting the rails. And those were all of the stats that were recorded. And as you know, domestic violence is one of those things that uh, most of the time goes unreported exactly. so imagine if we actually had the correct statistics like what that percentage would be it's mind-boggling so um i started reaching out to local elected officials to local law enforcement i reached out to the local domestic violence shelter and we ended up coming um, up with a code word that was similar to the one that was put into place in France, um, the UK, and Spain. They used a code word in pharmacies for victims to use as an extra avenue for help. And I was like, oh my God, this is genius. Like, why are we not doing this? Exactly. And so we, I literally, that was pretty much my mindset. <laughs> and um, I never thought as a 21-year-old fashion major that I'd be reaching out to local elected officials and making my own briefs and like basically pitching my ideas like as a little lobbyist to these local elected officials and we ended up coming up with something similar to um their to europe's code word but just um tailoring it to the local domestic violence shelter and it was such an incredible feeling because women were actually using it and getting in touch with the domestic violence shelter and um it was really powerful so then I was like, let's not stop here. I continued to host workshops online. So I basically had to tailor everything to do online because as you know, one love, we were trained to do things in person. There was a certain way to go about it. 
So that was amazing. And then I ended up collaborating with the owner of a brand called Angel Energy. So Sarah is also one of us. She's a survivor. Uh, Her mom was actually killed when she was six or seven years old. And she really wanted to create a brand full of light and positivity around being a survivor. So I designed my own collection with her and we gave the proceeds to One Love and um, it was amazing. So I'm just so grateful, honestly, that things happened the way they did this year, because like I said, my goal probably would not have been met at the capacity that it was met if you know, the pandemic didn't happen. And so obviously this year has been so different, so, so different than any rain I could have ever imagined as Miss New Jersey. I, again, have done one, one appearance, Nicole. So it's definitely been crazy. Um, But I'm so grateful because we did have those resources and I did take it to the next level. And I don't know if I would have done that if I, if, you know, roles were reversed. So everything happens for a reason. And I'm excited to continue to make an impact. I have published articles on Sway. I published my story, which was crazy. I, um, I, I can't believe I didn't touch on this earlier because I feel like that's probably the most important thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I published my story and it blew up. I was shocked. I kind of just, I, I did it mostly for, um, you know, a couple of girls that have been in my shoes. I didn't think that it would impact as many people as it did. Like that wasn't the intention. I kind of just wanted to say like, Hey, me too. And then, um, all of a sudden it has thousands and thousands of views. And to this day, people still read it. So I'm just really grateful that I was able to take a really hard time in my life and turn it around and make it basically my driving goal for my future and to touch other girls lives like yours to say like you know what I've been said to and it's all good like we're just examples and we can serve as examples of what can happen on the positive side like we can come out we can be powerful we can demand the love that we know we deserve and we can teach girls to do the same thing exactly and I 100% agree with you when it comes to this being the right timing for a lot of this Mm -hmm. For me, I had been with the system with USA National Miss for three years straight. And then I won my South Carolina title in October. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to do something with my title. In the past, like I've done a couple of things here and there, but I hadn't truly represented how I wanted to represent. And because of COVID, because of all this time that we've got to stay home and the virtual world that we're now in, it actually helped me finally figure out how I wanted to tell my story. And that's how my podcast was born, which I'm so thankful for. Yes, I am just have been overflowing with just all of this knowledge and things that I want to tell the world and finally have a place to do it. And I'm very thankful that this year happened the way it did. Um, And I know a lot of people struggled through this year and I just can't imagine what life would be like right now if I hadn't had this time to figure everything out. Um, So I agree with with you 100% on the fact that this year was meant to be in a lot of different ways. Um, And it's crazy the amount of impact that you have been able to make as Miss New Jersey USA from girls all across the world. I mean, I'm from South Carolina. This is the first time we've ever met and it's just crazy (laughs) how things have just played out this year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I appreciate you saying that a lot. 
Thank you. I, I just, I appreciate you. Finally, I see someone that is like me in a lot of different ways and knowing that there is a way to make an impact in the world. I mean, even as I know in other interviews that I've seen you in, you're like, I wanted to make that impact as Gina, not just as Miss New Jersey USA. So can you tell us a little bit about how you've wanted to make that impact beyond your pageant journey? Yeah, I mean, like we said, we're, we had this conversation prior to recording, obviously, <laughs> but um, we were normal people. And I think that I wanted people to know that, that, you know, yes, you can go through this, even as someone as Miss New Jersey. Um, but a, a lot of the times people kind of, they pair a title or they pair, let's say like a celebrity as being almost untouchable, unreachable. Like they're not like them, they can't relate to them. And so that's why when I told my story, I just kept tying it back to, you know, I was 17 when I went through this. Like yeah. who would have thought as a 17 year old, basically I was 16 really when I entered the relationship that this would happen. And so I really tried to make that a priority that, you know, I was just a normal 16 year old girl and I just needed help navigating love. And we're not taught that, you know, we, uh, we need that catalyst. We need the, the education to learn how to do that. And so I'm so grateful for the Miss New Jersey platform that it opened up doors. But at the end of the day, this was something that I wanted to do as Gina, regardless. I was just lucky enough that I got to uh, tell it on the Miss USA stage in front of millions of people. So that was really awesome. But I just wanted to serve as an example for women that like we ha we can go through this stuff, but we can come out on the other side. And um, that was really powerful for me to be able to educate and empower women in a way that not everyone else can. It's not something you can learn from a book. It's not something you can learn from watching movies. It's something that you have to learn telling your own experience. And everyone's experience is unique, mm -hmm. which is very interesting when you're entering relationships, you know, like there's no, there's no step-by-step, -step, there's no recipe, there's no map. We kind of are just going in blind. So it's been incredible to do that as Gina. And I'm excited to continue to do that as Gina, when I pass down my beautiful little crown that's sitting right above my head so eloquently. <laughs> yes, I agree with you 100%. And we touched a little bit about your story and a little bit of, of about like the different things that you went through, but can you tell us how you were in that situation and then how you found the resources to then get out of that situation? Because I know that tells a lot about where you are as Miss New Jersey USA and like why you've made so much impact with One Love specifically. Sure. So, um, I entered my unhealthy relationship at about 16 years old. I didn't really know it was unhealthy. Everything started out great. And then um, we ended up going to college and the person I was in the relationship ended up choosing the same college as me after I had already decided. Yeah. And um, it was really difficult for me as a freshman because when you're a freshman, you don't know anybody, like you know nobody, but that's the time for you to be able to make friends and put yourself out there and find out who the heck is Gina Mellish? Like, who are you, you know? So you need to find that path and it's really hard um, when I was in that situation and he was the only person I knew at school and I felt really, really isolated. I was basically being isolated from meeting anyone, isolated from my friends at home, started being isolated from my family and basically had no idea who I was anymore. Um, I just knew I was his girlfriend. Yeah. So I ended up going out for a sorority 
because that's like the most perfect thing to do when you're isolated, you know, like find a group of girlfriends that want to be friends with you. So I ended up (laughs) entering a sorority and one of the mandatory events that I had to attend was a one love workshop. And um, I know you've heard me tell this story a million times, but for someone who's never heard me tell this story, I had no idea what one love was. I was just going to be a good sister. I literally ran from the opposite side of campus to make it there on time. I almost didn't go. I sat in the back of the row, like the back row by the donuts and literally (laughs) cried my eyes out because I was like, oh my gosh, someone knows what I'm going through. I didn't even know what I was going through was relationship abuse. And so One Love was founded by a mom who lost her daughter just two weeks before she graduated college. And um, they had no idea that she was going through this, but they genuinely believed that if Yardley knew what relationship abuse was and she could pinpoint these unhealthy signs, then her relationship wouldn't have escalated as it did. And she would still be here today. And so I now teach that same workshop that I sat in on um, to so many people and it's been incredible. And I get emotional every time because I go back to how powerful that moment was for me because it's something that so many people relate to when you realize like, oh my God, like if I don't do something, I'm going to end up in this situation. So it's, it's very difficult, but I was experiencing isolation, manipulation, um, volatility, all of these things that I didn't even know what they were until one love basically put it into words for me. And so I think that the most powerful thing is really kind of putting to words like what we're experiencing because we have no idea. Like when you're 16, you're like, what the heck? Like, I'm just following what the movies tell me to do, right? Like, so- um, So flawed. It's so true. Like they're doing it to, you know, for ratings. They're not doing it to emulate what real love should be like. Mm-hmm. so it's been so incredible to be able to do that and um just hear people's experiences I've had parents in my workshops be like oh my god I didn't realize that my son was in an unhealthy relationship but like oh my gosh you know like you yeah. you don't know and um it's scary as a parent too kind of being like how do you navigate this with your child so uh it's been a very powerful workshop to teach and so I'm so grateful that I'm so connected to one love and I really do owe them my life so it's just been an incredible experience to um give to other people what they give to me yes and I every time you tell that story I just can't believe how everyone's situation is different everybody who goes through a toxic relationship everything's different but the way things yeah. are still similar in so many ways, it's just mind blowing. Um, Cause for yeah. me, I went to my first year of college. He didn't go to college with me, but I was expected to come home every single weekend. So I didn't have that opportunity yeah. to explore and to meet new people. Um, Cause I was always being told, Hey, you need to come home this weekend or, Hey, I'm coming up. So let's, you know, hang out. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't have that opportunity to just branch out and see who it is that I want to be and what I yeah. want to do in this world. Um, and just seeing how you navigated that situation and where it took you because one love was how you finally realized like, wow, hold on. I am in an unhealthy relationship. And I had a similar experience. It was some sort of workshop that we were doing as RAs. And we always think it's so funny because we would create different or like little, I guess, workshops and different things for our residents. But nine times out of 10, no one would show up and it would just be us like eating free pizza and stuff. <laughs> 
to me. That's actually so true because I never came to the RA meeting. So, so I feel so bad. <laughs> I never went to the, any of them before I was an RA. Um, <laughs> honestly, it, it ended up being so much more fun because then you're just another hangout with like the rest of your friends. Yeah. Um, but there was a particular workshop that we had because we had our coordinators with CAPS, but they came in and did a relationship workshop. And Mm -hmm. we were doing all these different activities. And then there was like, okay, write down some things that are unhealthy in a relationship. And let's write down some things that are healthy. And like, just going through that and being like, wow, yeah. So I can write this down and I can write that down and I can write this down. It's just insane whenever you start to really understand all the different signs and how they relate to your relationship. It's crazy. And it's just so surprising. And you don't realize it until someone puts it in front of you. Um, And I'm just so thankful because now we have that platform to put it in front of a lot of people and it's making an impact in the world. So I love that story. It's so true. And, you know, it's so hard when you're at a young age because you don't even know, like you said, who you are. So how are you expected to give something to someone else if you're not a whole person already so I really I I think that we should be dating a little bit older but I'm not anybody's mom so I can't (laughs) say that but it's so true because like how are we expected to know all these things and be able to give love to someone when we a don't know how to love ourselves don't know who we are and don't know how to navigate relationships and love so or just I'm I'm so grateful that we both found one love and um, we still have so much more work to do yeah. so I'm, I'm excited for that yeah and something you just said brought back a little bit of a memory so you know how a lot of people even in movies and then of course in when you were in middle school like you would always have those people were like yeah my mom said I can't date until I'm in high school or yeah my dad said yeah. I can't date anybody until so and so and then thinking back on that and realizing it's probably a really good idea not to date any age where you really understand what it is um but even then sometimes parents don't even really know what it is you know so that just kind of brought back a little something I was like wow you know what I think our parents did tell us not to date anyone so my poor kids are never dating (laughs) (laughs) but I'm 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 really grateful that you know we talk about the unhealthy signs, obviously, in one love, but we also always talk about the healthy signs in comparison, because how are you going to know what's unhealthy, but then you don't know what the right thing is to do, you know? So when we host the workshops, we always talk about the 10 unhealthy signs and contrast them with the 10 healthy signs so that, you know, subconsciously, you know, if if you're going to make a mistake, what the better option is in in that particular instance. So, you know, I've even been in situations where I'm like, hmm, and what I am about to do, is this unhealthy? Because I know that I could do this instead. And so I love the way that they have pretty much set up their workshops because now subconsciously, that's how I deal with my own relationships, whether it's family, whether it's friends, you know, whether it's romantically, I now know, okay, if this is probably not the best and this is what I should be doing. So if I'm choosing the wrong one, I'm really messing up here because I know what the right thing is to do. So I love that we're able to do that as well. Exactly. And for anyone watching or listening, I'm actually going to take all of these signs, the 10 unhealthy and healthy relationship signs, and I'm going to create a little series right after this episode to tell you guys about it and give you guys some examples of it. Um, So I'm very excited to share that because that's something from day one that I wanted to communicate beyond my story. Um, And I'm finally kind of getting around to it after I've found my ground with the podcast and what I wanted to share. So stay tuned for that series because you guys are going to love it and you're going to learn so much from it. Mm -hmm. So Gina, 
beyond yeah. Duke pageantry and beyond New Miss New Jersey USA and all the things that you're doing currently, what are some things that we can look forward to? Oh my gosh. So big news, but I actually am starting my own brand. Crazy yes. because I never thought that I would ever be doing this. Um, post Miss USA, I took a nice vacation, basically contemplated my life. I'm like, okay, I achieved my life goal at yeah. 21. Now what is next? What do you <laughs> and um, I graduated with a degree in fashion merchandising and public relations. I had interned at Giorgio Armani. I interned at Giovanni. And I would pretty much now be applying to jobs in New York City. But the city and the fashion industry took such a bad hit with COVID. And I'm so lucky that, you know, I can live at home with my parents until I basically get my feet on the ground. And I'm like, you know what? Like, why push it? So I really wanted to bring together a way that women can feel empowered and feel beautiful and under my name. So I'm excited. I'm going to be launching on my birthday, February 28th. Um, and these are all my pieces. So I'm actually wearing all my own jewelry, which is so fun. Um, but I'm really excited because it's nothing that I really thought I would ever be doing. But like you said, sometimes things just happen that way. And um, I felt so empowered by sharing my story. And I really wanted to give women a way that they can kind of like buy into that feeling empowered and what's like sexier and fun than jewelry, you know? So exactly. I'm really excited about that um so I am a business owner now it's crazy <laughs> so yeah stay tuned I'm gonna be launching soon yeah yeah I am excited for that I cannot wait <laughs> I've been seeing the sneak peeks on Instagram I've been keeping up I'm like oh I like that ring and I like that necklace so um you will definitely see me in some of your jewelry very very soon I'm so wait. excited and uh, yes, that's going to be so awesome. And just being able to continue that legacy beyond your time as Miss New Jersey USA and have people still be able to contact you and reach you and follow you in different ways is awesome. So tell us a little about where they can follow your journey beyond Miss New Jersey USA, where they can start following your brand and all of that great stuff. So I'm going to be Miss New Jersey for a little bit longer. So if you'd like to come follow the rest of my journey, um, it's at Miss NJ USA. But past that, um, my Instagram is at the Gina Mellish and um, my brand is not yet launched. So, so when you come up with my personal, I will tell you we'll when we're launching so you can come follow that. But I'm really excited and it's been such a pleasure to be Miss New Jersey. But I'm, I'm so grateful that, um, you know, relationships like ours can go past and we'll have that connection. So thank you so much for having me. And um, anyone who's listening and wants to come say hi, you can do that too. <laughs> make sure you reach out to her if you have anything even if it's small saying hey you inspired me in any way Gina will definitely be able to kind of talk to you and be like hey thanks thanks for noticing and thank you for being someone who likes to follow me and understanding the healthy signs and unhealthy signs of relationships so I'm so excited for you and your new brand. I can't Thank wait. You. Um, and it's just been such a pleasure to have you. I've been so excited about this episode. I cannot wait for everyone to hear it and listen. It's going to be amazing.
Thank you so much for having me. And um, again, this is such a beautiful community that we as survivors have built. So whether it's you or anyone who's listening and watching, we're, we're all part of something really special. So I'm excited that you launched this and you're able to share your story and I've done the same. So I'm, I'm excited for you launching your channel and thank you again so much for having me. It's been amazing. Hey girl. Thank you so much for listening and allowing me to be a part of your journey and living your courageous life. I am so incredibly grateful you are here. And if this podcast has brought some value into your life, please share it with your friends or someone you know who needs that extra encouragement today. If you are feeling extra inspired, please head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. I love you all so, so much. And until the next episode, remember to always live courageously.